Welcome to A Call for Love. If you struggle with any emotional fear, stress, anxiety, self-limiting beliefs, inner child wounds, or past grievances, guess what? There's a call for love. And that's what this podcast is all about. My name is Linda Orsini, and my mission is to create a conscious community as a well-being coach and guide through mindset, meditation, and movement. And today I want to share with you the 10 lessons I learned in 2023. And let me tell you, there were many. I don't know how you're feeling, but 2023 was a doozy of a year. I want to begin here with a story. 26 years ago, my eldest son, Patrick, was with me in the car and we were driving home. I was working full time as a school teacher. And you know, it was the end of the day, I was feeling a little tired. And I had picked him up from daycare and he said, mommy, can we go to McDonald's for dinner? Well, I have to tell you that, you know, 26 years ago, I did not have the same mindset as I do now. And now I do not frequent McDonald's, but back then we did. And so I said to him, you know what? I had taken lessons from Barbara Coloroso and she says, you know, have your children, instead of you doing all the thinking for them, have them convince you. So I said to Patrick, okay, convince me why you think we should go to McDonald's. And he says, well, mommy, first of all, you won't have to cook. Hmm, good point. He said, number two, you don't have to do the dishes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's pretty good. And then number three, he said, and it tastes delicious. And I said, okay, Patrick, you convinced me we're going to McDonald's for dinner. And so I learned Lesson number one, that I have to be convinced. I just do not take for granted anything that anybody says. And I think it's really important to ask questions, to ask questions to see if, if it resonates with us, if it makes sense. It shows that we're thinking and it shows that we care and it shows that we're being conscious. And that's what I want. I want for myself and I want for the listeners of A Call for Love. I think a little bit of defiance is not such a bad thing. I really discovered this when I went on my silent retreat uh, up in BC. It was a beautiful retreat, but you know, there were times that I thought, why, why do I have to follow these strict, strict rules? You know, I wanted to go and I shared in the episode, I wanted to go kayaking. Well, kayaking wasn't part of it. And I felt defiance bubbling up inside of me because I wasn't convinced that that's what was necessary in order for me to really find stillness, to observe my thoughts. And so the funny thing is, is that rule created the awareness that I have some defiance and unless I buy into it, I'm not convinced. So the first lesson, and you know, you think I would have known this, but really, it really came to a deep awareness through this meditation experience, silent retreat for five days. And so my first lesson that I learned is, yeah, I am defiant. 
And maybe it's okay. I haven't broken the law and I don't do anything outrageous, but I am a free thinker. And maybe that's what is needed in this world at this time. So number one, I learned that defiance is not such a bad thing. Now, number two, even though I am defiant in some ways, unless I'm convinced, my mission is to spread peace. I am not political and I'm not even a global activist. I know many people who are very close to me who are very passionate about politics, very passionate about the globe, very passionate about the environment. And because I am not an activist, it does not mean that I don't care, that I'm not a peacemaker. I consider peace so paramount in my life and I try to spread it in my family, in the community, as I care about nature, people, the animal kingdom. So spreading peace feels like such an important aspect right now in what I have learned to really create as my mission. My mission is to help people create deeper awareness of their thought patterns in order to find the inner peace, in order to spread that peace outward. So spreading peace and living peace, not just in words, but really in my thoughts and in my actions, that's something that I learned is my truest passion and mission at this time. Number three, and this actually comes from Kyle Cease, evolving out loud, that's his quote. But then my mentor at Amplify You, Braden, he says, growing out loud. And number three is, I realized that I need to grow out loud. I do not grow in silence. I can observe my thoughts in silence, but through a Call for Love podcast, I even myself have watched myself grow out loud by sharing my stories, my thoughts, my opinions. And I'm asking, how do you grow? Do you grow out loud? Do you share and, and learn about yourself and the world by participating in it? Or do you kind of curl back, go inward? You know, there's a time and place for everything because I do like to journal and I, I feel journaling and writing is such a paramount uh, practice to help discover who you are and to grow. But using our voice, sending it out into the ether, sending that vibration outward and having your ears listen to it really helps me grow out loud. It helps me evolve. And maybe it does you too. And that's the third lesson of 2023 that I've learned. Now, number four, I know I'm late to the game, but I did discover pickleball this year. And I have to say, it was so much fun. I absolutely love it. I can't believe how much I love it, actually, because I'm not really, well, I, as a youngster, I did play badminton, but I'm not really a racket enthusiast, let's say, but I loved pickleball. 
now I was playing in the warmer weather because I was playing outside and now in Canada the weather is kind of cool so I have not been playing pickleball but it is on my list to pursue further so I learned that I love pickleball I wonder what you love what kind of movement gets you going sparks you lights you up now number five the fifth lesson of what I've learned in 2023. Listen to this. It took a long time. It was not easy. And it was actually extremely painful. But guess what? I'm not going to die if people don't like me. You know, as I said, growing out loud on a Call for Love podcast, I have to hear myself. I have to send myself and my words out there. And guess what? I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I won't die if people don't like me. Now, that was not always the case. I had such self-limiting beliefs and feelings of inferiority and feeling like I wasn't enough that I longed, craved, strived for people to like me. And it's exhausting. It's too exhausting. And I decided I'm not doing it anymore. And guess what? If people don't like the message, that's okay. And it doesn't mean they're wrong and I'm right, or I'm wrong and they're right. It means that we do not have to be liked by everybody. I will not die if you turn this podcast off, which I know is a, a big extreme. But in terms of my psyche and my self-esteem and who I am, it took a long time to realize that. You know, I've been sending out newsletters every week now, every week that I've had the podcast. And there are people who have subscribed, many people have subscribed, and there's some people who have unsubscribed. And guess what? I'm still here. It didn't kill me. And so I had to learn that, that my self-worth comes from within. It comes from connecting with source. It does not come from other people's approval. I wonder if you experience that. If you long to be connected and appreciated by everybody you meet. And I don't know if that's humanly possible or even necessary. So I did not die when people did not like me or the podcast or my social media or the words I had to say or the, the clients I had. I just won't die from that. And that is a truly, really powerful lesson I learned this year. Now, number six, I can choose what I think and act upon despite what my unconscious mind says. Yeah, that's right. I can choose and act upon my higher self and not my limiting beliefs or fear-based thoughts, which are all based on the ego. And if you do not like the word God, I'm sorry, but it has the acronym in it, ego, edging God out. And so when I am in an egoic mind state, it affects the way I think and act. And it's often coming from the unconscious mind. It's from the unconscious mind. 
But when I tap into my higher self, my true self, the source of love within me, then I can change what I think and what I act upon. I learned this because I studied hypnotherapy and I learned about the unconscious mind becoming trained in hypnotherapy. And I really used my mantra, which I've shared a couple of times, fuck fear, show up and shine, to be the catalyst to help me take one foot in front of the other every day. Keep keeping the course, moving forward and choosing what to think and act upon. I love this line, don't always believe everything you think. And you don't because most of it, since the unconscious mind is 90% of your mind, you don't have to believe everything you think. So one foot in front of the other. And many of the thoughts we have are illusions. And illusions have a beginning and an end. So many of the thoughts we have are illusionary. And we don't have to believe them. We don't have to think them. And we can choose, actually choose, how we behave and how we act. Now, you know, this is something that I would really invite more people to really look at because I've heard people say, well, I don't know why I did that. And I'm like, well, maybe it's time that take a closer look in to see why you're thinking and acting upon what you are doing and saying. Number seven, as I was a school teacher for over 30 years, I was not immersed in the world of business and marketing. And the first thing I heard when I started Global Wellness Education and a Call for Love podcast is you got to niche down. And for those of you who don't know what niching is, it's really getting very specialized. And I've discovered that, yes, I'm niched down into well-being mindset, meditation, movement, coach, speaker, Reiki master, sound healer, all those modalities make me very broad and not very niched down. I am not one thing. I can't fit into a box. I am a whole buffet. You know, my mom used to say, Linda, you like a buffet, you pick and choose. Well, I pick and choose because if somebody comes to me and they have let's say mindset issues, I can say, okay, let's take a look at your zero to seven when you were, you know, an infant to seven years old, when your unconscious mind was developed. Let's take a look at that. Let's see the components in it and heal it, circle it up. And that would be one area. And if somebody says, oh, you know, I'm having trouble meditating. I can say, okay, let's, let's, let's sit together. And I can help you watch the thoughts in your mind. I can guide you in a meditation. If somebody says, well, you know, I'm having stress in my body, like right in my heart center or my chakras are blocked, my energy centers, you know, what can I do? I say, well, maybe we want somatic movement. So moving the body, coming in tune, feeling how the body is moving and responding in life and 
offering self-compassion as you move through this. So there's so many modalities, hypnotherapy, you know, diving into the unconscious mind, spiritual journey. I'm a student of A Course in Miracles. Sound healing. I bring sound. Sound is so, so important. It's so healing. It can trigger pleasure or it can trigger pain. Sound healing with uh, instruments, usually percussion, and they are the crystal singing bowls. And I've taken sh shamanic work. And really, I want to learn. I'm even learning polyvagal theory, which is about the nervous system and regulating it from over fight and flight to shut down to being regulated and in peace. And so there's so many modalities that I incorporate and I don't want to really be pigeonholed because as I grow, my business grows. And as I'm not the same person I was yesterday as I will be tomorrow. And so Yes, I am well-being coach and mindset guide in all the areas of mindset, meditation, and movement. But really, there's so much more. And I really value that. So I am have learned that. And I kind of still struggle with that. So I don't know where 2024 will take in that direction. But I did learn that niching down. I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, they say... Uh, no niche for now, NFN. And my husband says that I have no fucking niche, but I do have a niche and it niches well-being. It's not just so specific that it excludes many areas. It's more open, kind of like a buffet. Everything to do with well-being, that's what I value and that's who I am. So I learned, I I'm just not one thing. Now, number eight. I love that I went to Sri Lanka in February 2023. And it was there that I really discovered meditation. I have been meditating for many years, guiding meditation many years. But I just had this aha moment, you know, where it that just lights you up and, and you get it. You just get it. Because when I was in Sri Lanka, I met a shakaman and I said this in, in the earlier episodes. And he had guided me into really knowing what to focus on in my meditation. Now, I like to place my hands on my heart. And I've said this many times on A Call for Love. When I'm in bed in the middle of the night, you know, I sleep beside my husband. I don't want to put on my phone to listen to a meditation. I want to be able to self-soothe or self-meditate, not medicate, on my own. And so I have really begun this deep practice since I've gone to Sri Lanka, where I place my hands on my heart. I notice my breath going in and out through my nose. And then I feel the energy, the vibration of my heart. As I inhale, my chest lifts. And as I exhale, my chest softens. And I think to myself, okay, what's making my heart beat in order to deliver the oxygen to my brain, to my lungs, to my organs? What is making my heart beat? 
And as the Shakaman says, it's the spark, the energy behind the breath that I focus on in my meditation. Now, this is the really interesting part is that what is an illusion? Remember I said before, an illusion has a beginning and an end. This is a deeper spiritual practice I'm sharing with you. However, your body has a beginning and an end. And we know that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just transfers. It just changes. And so the spark, the energy behind your breath is everlasting. And that's what I connect with. I connect with that everlasting peace, that energy beneath my breath. And that became my meditation. And since then, that connection, that aha moment where I really felt it, I really noticed it, my whole world has actually changed. And I know that sounds very dramatic, but it's true. My whole world has changed because I am able to create deeper awareness, noticing my thoughts, and I can go into very deep place of calm, really feeling my higher self and really noticing sensations in my body as an out-of-body experience. I feel that I can separate from my body versus who I am as energy. And I know that may sound a little complicated and maybe a little unbelievable, but it has really skyrocketed my meditation practice. And I can drop into meditation if I need be, and if I create the mindset to do so, you know, without a lot of struggle. Now, of course, there are times that I struggle, but I'm talking especially here in the middle of the night. It's changed my sleeping habits. It's changed my energy. It's changed the way I respond to life. And so my meditation practice, I learned how to really connect. And I guide meditation every week. And I'm on Insight Timer. There's meditations on this podcast. I'm evolving as, you know, growing out loud as a meditation guide as well. And my meditations are changing and growing as I do. If meditation isn't part of your practice, it's something that you may want to invite because guess what? We're all getting older physically and there'll be a time that meditation will be the force, the beautiful force that guides you into peace. And so I share this revelation of meditation, how I really deeply connected and this is what I learned in 2023. And I hope that if you have a meditation experience that you would like to share, please reach out to me. I get so excited about meditation. And there's only one bad meditation. It's the meditation you never did. This deeper meditation experience led me to take an official in-depth training with David G. And let me tell you, it was fantastic. The people I met, the knowledge I gained, the practice and the skills I learned, it was truly transformative. I realized and I feel very confident in guiding people 
through meditation. It is a gift that I gave myself as it is really actually quite humorous because I've taken training in almost anything you can think of in terms of well-being. And I had been guiding meditation and I took training. I took it in my yoga teacher training and here and there, but an in-depth course really made me comfortable so that I can go into any situation and guide a meditation class with great ease. And newsflash, I'm going to be guiding meditation training from the spring. So just keep an eye out for it. I'm more than qualified and more than able and more than excited to offer this. So if you want to dive deeper into meditation, then you can look out for my meditation training in the spring of 2024. Now, number nine, joy. Joy, joy, joy. More joy. Joy is flow. Joy is easy. Joy connects me to my higher self. Joy feels inspiring. When something gets too hard, too tough, I'm not aligned. So I learned that when I'm in a place of joy, of course, we're not going to be in joy every day, but I'm in, in terms of inspiration, I want more joy. I thrive and do better in joy. For instance, if I need to do something complicated with technology and, you know, sometimes it freaks me out. I say, you know, let's make this fun. Let's make this a game. Let's make this something that I, a little challenge. You know, I bring more joy into what I do. Trying not to be so serious because I can be very cerebral and joy just takes me out of that, takes me in a higher vibration and I produce better. So joy, I learned more joy, more joy, absolutely more joy. Can't even say it enough. I even bought a cup that says joy in case I forget, but I'm not going to forget. And last, I learned that I am super committed, super loyal. I started this podcast, it's basically a year because I started in December, but the first one wasn't launched until January 2023, for a year, I have never missed a podcast episode. And let me tell you, I wanted to. There were many a time I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. I wanted to say, this is just too much work. I have to be creative. I have to be thinking each week. And, you know, I wasn't the type that had a lot in the bank. And basically, because I was growing out loud, these podcast episodes I've done weekly, not collected 10 all in one day or all in one month and then drip them slowly. I have stayed committed each week to creating these podcasts. I'm very committed. I'm very loyal. And I realize I can do it. I am like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. No. I know I can, I know I can, I know I can, until I decide that I don't want to. If it's not bringing joy, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. But I am sticking with a call for love for 2024. And I'm so excited to share that I am having a live celebration, a live celebration to really embrace 
a call for love podcast. I feel the message is so strong and so important to me. I want it to be joy. I want to celebrate with those who care about a call for love. And so in January, I will be hosting a live event with VIP tickets where we are going to present a live podcast. Darlene Butts and I and Jody Pappas will be the MC. We are going to host a live call for love podcast episode because I want it to be joyful. I want it to be a celebration. So this is my commitment and I feel so good about it. I feel like this growing out loud thing and sharing conscious community and raising our vibration and living from a place of love, finding love within, being self-compassionate, compassionate to others, raises thy vibration in the whole human collective consciousness. And that is my mission, coming full circle. My mission is to be a peace giver, a peaceful guide. And that begins with you, with me, with us. It becomes inward. It's an inside job. And so I learned so much in 2023. I couldn't believe the words that spilled on my page as I was journaling them one day in order to kind of create a mindset for this podcast episode. They flowed like crazy. And, you know, they always said, especially when I started uh, two years ago after teaching, you know, to keep a success journal. I gave it up because I felt success almost daily. You know, it wasn't easy and I'm taking one foot in front of the other, but I just feel success every day. I feel that when we stop to notice how we're living through our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, we can make better decisions. My life is very intentional now. I try to lead with love and a call for love is just that, leaving all those lower vibrations of fear, anxiety, stress, anger, frustration, those are a call for love. And so as we wrap up 2023 with all the lessons I learned, I invite you to create your own document or share or voice record of what you learned in 2023. And I think it's really important to see it visually or hear it auditorially because that enables you to see and notice your growth, where you have come along. And then that is a trajectory for 2024, how you can become the best person that you can be. When you become a better, more mindful, more intentional, more conscious person, you raise the vibration around you and that makes you the light for others to see and to follow. Always wishing you so much peace for a new year soon beginning. From my heart to yours, namaste. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message. 
and subscribe to A Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.